Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Before we begin, please listen to the following legal disclaimer. This podcast is provided as a public service only. Information contained in this site is not intended as and should not be taken as legal advice. It is also important to remember that each situation is unique and at times complex. The application and impact of relevant laws will vary from jurisdiction to jurisdiction. There may also be delays, omissions, or inaccuracies in the information contained in the episode. While we would be happy to hear from you, please understand that merely contacting us does not create an attorney-client relationship. Also, the use of the information provided in the podcast episodes should not be taken as establishing any contractual or other form of attorney-client relationship between you, the listener, and any of the attorneys participating in the podcast. In most cases, but not all, the participants you hear in the podcast episodes are attorneys. However, we cannot become your attorney or represent you in any way unless, first, we know that doing so would not create a conflict of interest with any of the clients we represent, and second, satisfactory arrangements have been made with us for representation. Accordingly, please do not send us any information about any matter that may involve you unless we have agreed that we will be your lawyers and represent your interests and you have received a letter from us to that effect. By continuing to listen to this podcast, you indicate your acceptance of this disclaimer. If you do not accept these terms, please discontinue listening. Please enjoy today's episode, and thank you for listening. Hello again, and welcome to the Legal Podcast Network. I'm your host, Rob Hartledge. And again, this will be one of our solo episodes where I won't be interviewing someone. I want to discuss something very important to me and hopefully important to you. Do I need a will? That question is, uh, is, is often something that people will, will, the question will pop into your head and you'll immediately think of something else. <laughs> uh, wills and estate planning is, you know, to a lot of people is, is, uh, Something they don't want to think about, you know, people don't want to contemplate their own demise, uh, so on. But listen, uh, you know, if any of you went into the uh, potential Mayan apocalypse without having a will, you're rolling the dice there, right? I guess if, we, if it was an apocalypse, it wouldn't matter. Uh, New Year's Day presents an opportunity for people to often do, uh, uh, make resolutions about things that they've been meaning to take care of be it their health or exercise or diet or financial wellness or whatever it may be. It's a time for you to contemplate some, some life decisions that you're making, and, and this is one of them, you know. So this will be an interactive episode. I'm going to ask you a question. Raise your hand if you already have your will. A couple of hands went up, I think. Um <laughs> Those of you that raised your hands and already have a will, stick around because there's still some things I think you'll, you'd be interested in hearing. But if you do not have a will, let me tell you a few things uh, where this will make an impact. Uh, and predominantly, I'd like to speak right now to the folks who do not have wills but have young children, minor children. Uh, that's probably the most compelling reason to get a will done is uh, to, to map out the guardianship for your, your minor children. 
Um, you know, obviously, if you have adult children, they can take care of themselves. But minors, we want to make sure that we state specifically who we want to watch our children. Essentially, those folks, in a lot of cases, will be the folks who will be the people who uh, act as trustees for your children because you don't want to give a 13-year-old access to their uh, inheritance, create a trust in your will that says this is for the minor, the benefit of my minor child until they reach a certain age when which they can receive all of this money. Um, but whether or not you have any money is irrelevant here in, in large part because we want to make sure that we at least know who is going to raise our child. If we don't have a will, if we die without deciding that question, the courts will have to do it. Um, and oftentimes, uh, some of the same people will be involved in the conversation. But, you know, for example, if, uh, you know, I mean, if you're a, if you're a new parent, you've clearly seen some different behaviors from, uh, maybe your child's grandparents on either side of the family or some of your siblings, the aunts and uncles of these same children. You know, uh, some of them are well suited to be guardians and, and, and watch your, help your child to grow up into a strong and healthy and independent adult. And other, the others of them may have behaviors that you would find, uh, a little different than maybe what your expectation of a good parent would be. So that's again, if you have that situation in your family, you know what I'm talking about. There are certain people that you would want to watch your children and people that you maybe would preferred didn't. So by creating a will with a guardianship provision, you're deciding. Your wishes are going to be followed through on at that point. Okay, another question that you have to, to answer, and again, this, this pertains to people who have some, you know, semblance of wealth. If you're living paycheck to paycheck, maybe this doesn't matter as much. But I presume that most of my listeners, listeners are not in that situation. So if you have some wealth, you want to decide how that wealth is distributed. Some folks have, uh, uh, you know, if they have, if you have children, again, typically people will divide what they own to their children evenly. Uh, but in this day and age, 50% of marriages end in divorce, which means that there's a lot of a lot of chance that folks who are married now will be divorced at some point, or people who had been married before are now divorced. They have ex-spouses and potentially some children from previous relationships and so on. Traditional, The traditional family uh, model isn't necessarily the case anymore. There's a lot of different uh, varieties of families now. So you want to make sure that your will accurately addresses the situation that you personally are in. It's also something that you want to review on a regular basis because you know, life changes, uh, you know, as a if a divorce happens, if a new child is born, uh, God forbid, if a child predeceases the parent, any of those circumstances, um, you, you would want to modify any of your estate planning documents to, um, to accommodate the new circumstance. Uh, I'll say that too. Uh, when I have a client come to me, uh, asking questions about a will, I typically recommend the, the starting estate planning uh, initiative for anybody to be creating a will to create also uh, at the same time uh, I provide the option of a health care directive uh, you know sometimes that's called a living will uh, sometimes it's an advanced care directive but the, the purpose of that document is who will speak for you if you are unable to speak for yourself uh, to a doctor if, if you're in an accident and you uh, let's say are sedated 
or in a coma of some sort. You need to have someone able to step in and speak to the doctors about your care and your treatment. A health care directive, uh, or what's what I call a health care power of attorney, provides the doctors or the, the health care folks the, the chain of command. Who should they speak to next? And often, uh, let's say in, a, in the case of a married couple, uh, the spouse is the default and a sibling often is a, is a, is a backup or a parent sometimes is listed as a backup. You just basically want to contemplate who would be the most logical person, who knows you the best, who do you trust that you would want to have speaking to the doctors on your behalf. Uh, it also provides, uh, some, I, you know, when I do these with, with clients, there's a series of questions that I put in there. Uh, that would address situations like if I am in a situation where I'm in a coma, uh, can I, can my agent withdraw life support for me if I'm in a vegetative state and I'm not going to recover? Uh, do I want tube feedings or not? Uh, do I want, uh, if I'm in end stage, do I want to have antibiotics or any sort of surgery or some things like that? You can specifically discuss each of the potential situations as well as you could guess what they may be. Um, you know, you can make those decisions on paper so that your agent will have something to look at. The doctors will have something to look at that says this person has sort of discussed this situation in some degree and we know what their wishes are. Very much like creating a will, you want to tell people who to, who's going to be in charge of watching your children and healthcare situations. What sort of circumstances would you not want to be kept alive by a machine and so on? I also offer at that point uh, a financial power of attorney. Similar situation, if you can't, if you're alive but you can't speak for yourself, is there someone that you trust who could take care of uh, your financial well-being, uh, um, the mortgage, the paying your bills, paying your taxes, um, potentially even running your business, uh, or, or managing the business or selling your business, whatever that might be, um, when and if that would be a necessary or appropriate action to take. It's not a daunting process to get your will done. It's, it's not painful. It's, uh, it's fairly simple. Uh, it's a fairly quick process in the sense that you can typically go from filling out some basic intake forms, uh, to having something signed uh, within a few weeks, generally, uh, depending on the other workload and things like that. But um, and uh, for a husband and wife, often the documents are uh, fairly similar. Um, so I typically will offer a kind of package for husbands and wives, especially folks with with uh, young children or newborn children. This is something I definitely recommend that you do. Um, if you have any further questions about this, you can call me, 412-999-9661. You can also send me an email, uh, robhartlaw at gmail.com. That's R-O-B-B-H-A-R-T-L-A-W at gmail.com. And again, I thank, thank you for listening. I hope that uh, all of your New Year's resolutions are uh, achievable, and I hope that you meet your goals. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Legal Podcast Network. Look for upcoming episodes and links on our website. And follow us on Twitter at PodcastPGH.